First of all, thank you to Revavi for arranging. Thank you, the Hever, for coming. I always appreciate this, this opportunity a lot that we get to, on Thursday nights, come together and talk about, get ready for the Shabbos. We talk about in Yonah Diyoyma, the Yom Toivim, the Tkufas Hashana that we're in. I always appreciate it a lot. And feel, I, I just feel that we, I could sit down on Thursday night with a group of friends and we could begin, we could learn the parasha, we can connect to the Tkufus Hashan. It's very refreshing. I want to say from the heart something to everybody here that, that I want to try with you to connect to Elul. I don't want to say, I don't want to pretend. I was asked, some, it, it worked out, a beautiful group that I, that I was speaking to last night, and they asked me to speak Elul. So I'm supposed to come in and thunder words of Elul, and be like an Elul, and be red in the face, and trying Elul. And I come in, my sons were at the Met game, my mamish was listening till the shear to make sure the Mets, I dropped off two of my sons at the Met game, hoping Yisrael Meir's first ball game he went to, first he should be safe, and second of all the Mets should win, he should get a good win. And they won, they won, they won. <laughs> and, then I, and then I'm coming and I'm supposed to thunder, I almost thundered that it was 2-1 Mets. Like, I was told, oh, you thunder Elul. And in a, in a very honest way, Elul is a precious gift from Hashem. And I'm trying, I don't want to pretend. I don't want to be a pretend person. I want to connect to Elul. I want to connect to a precious month called Elul. It's, um, it's a month when you study, you see there's a lot to this month called Elul. I, I, I'm working on my own connection to Elul, on developing some connection, a serious and sincere connection. Hashem handed us a gift for Shaykh to it. I think a lot of us is confusing because the level of sophistication of what Elul is by many of us is very limited. Not knocking yeshivas, yeshivas, Elul to most guys like an intense man. I promise Elul's more than that. Now, the fact that it's intense in this man, that's probably connects to Elul, I'm sure it does, and anytime you learn Torah intensely, but let's say you're not in yeshivas, then Elul doesn't, Elul penetrates the heart of every yid and says something. To most of us associated with an intense man, but let's say I'm not in the middle of intense man, Elul is a gift, Elul means something, and it says something, it's a calling. And I want to get in touch with what Elul is. I don't want to be a pretend. I am not capable. There are people that are, can walk in because they're... I saw Rav Dan Segel give an Elul schmooze. He was shaking like a leaf. He has Elul. Now, I also... Elul talks to me and talks to you. We're capable of connecting to Elul. Don't go into anything with a defeatist mentality. Let's do it, Hevra. Let's... Wear. A guy sat in my house last Shabbos, a good yeshiva guy. It was the cutest thing. I was reading up from the Rebbe on Elul. I was reading up. I had a sefer from the Rebbe on Elul, and I was reading up on Elul. And he says, Rebbe, what's the sugi of Elul? And again, I'm supposed to thunder. Like, like I'm there from the place of the Yid who's like attached to Elul. Rebbe, Rebbe, like, give me this. <laughs> you came to the wrong address, son. Together, you want, you want to join? I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm learning olive days. What's the sugi? Let's, let's, let's get into it. Let's go. So I want to attach to Elul much like you want to attach to Elul. I want to 
I want to say Maishra Rabbeinu was called Elul up to Hashem. He was called Allah Elai Hara, come up the mountain, come to me. Hashem beckoned to Maisha, come up the Har. It was a time of Tshuva Elul. It was a time of tremendous Tshuva. We all know the Memra of the Balatanya Melech Besada. And there's a lot to be said about that Memra that the Melech's Besada is very accessible, Hashem, during Elul. I want to come to Elul tonight from one specific Nakuda that I relate to a lot. I'm very into planning things before. We're about to start a school year. I have things point, I call them point of emphasis. Things I want to focus on this year. Things, and I'm very into pre-game planning. If I'm asked to speak somewhere, I think a lot, what do I want to say there? What do I want to do? What's the right thing? What needs to be done? I'm into pre-game planning. It frustrates me when people don't plan. You make a simcha like planning. You're making a bar mitzvah. What do I want to happen? You watch people. Didn't plan. It's like the guy never thought he was... There's a night. There's, what do you want to happen? You're making a chasna. What do you want to happen that night? We made Achnas a Sefer Torah this summer. The Masefta got a Sefer Torah. What's the plan for this event? What do you want to happen? I'm very into pre-game planning. Think it through. Come with a plan. That, that, that talks to me a lot. All of us are about to be gifted with the year. Rosh Hashanah, we're going to get a new year. Precious. A year is precious. So I like the pre-game planning. And one aspect of Elul is we're about to get a gift of a year and we have the opportunity to say, what do I want to do with my year? Who do I want to be? What's the direction? What's the focus of my year? That's an opportunity to think about during Elul. I don't say that's the whole aspect of Elul. I don't say there aren't other aspects of Elul. But I happen to appreciate this aspect a lot that I get to decide I'm about to get a year. Who do I want to be? What do I want to do with my year this year? Does this ever frustrate you? I have seen people, I have seen people in Chenach and parents tell me, I wish I could be this. So why aren't you that? Oh, I wish I'd spend more time. So why don't you spend more time with your kids? Oh, yeah, I would. So many people wishing what they should do and could do. Um, why don't they? Now, I admit, it's very hard to change mid-season. I know with the yeshiva that in the middle of the year, I can't make the changes that I can make off-season. Because things are just running. Things to be so busy, it's hard to make changes. The off-season, things are quieter and calmer that allow you to change. In some ways to make El, now we have to make it this. See, it's a little tricky. In a yeshiva, the off-season, there's some quiet, and you have the opportunity to make the change and to like direct what you want to do. Reb David, in our lives, our jobs, like El, none of us can call into our boss and say, it's El, I can't come in today. Really, Elul, everybody should get off the whole Elul so we could like, we could like direct our year. And Elul should be like officially off. We don't, but we can create, we have no, but, but we, the opportunity of Elul is to say, I'm going to ask for a year, I'm going to be gifted a year. Hashem's certainly going to give us all a beautiful, wonderful year. So let's plan what we're going to do with the year. It's funny that people come to Rosh Hashanah begging for a year. I want to come to Rosh Hashanah with plans for the year. <laughs> you could beg for a year, did you have plans for your year? 
Now, I don't get the off time. I can't say it's the off. My year is sort of running now, too. But I'm going to utilize an Elul to say that the year I'm asking for, the year that's upon us, what do I want it to look like? What do I want it to be? I certainly don't want to be that guy who for years, like, like that deep sigh. I would, like, why not be what I want to be? Why not do what I want to do? Why not become what I want to become? And what I, a big aspect of Elul that resonates by me is to, but in a real way, in a real way to think about it, in a real way, not to, in a real serious way to start asking myself, what do I want this year to look like? What do I want to be? I suspect, you know, people during El, it's interesting. I looked at the Kabbalah, the, the, the Pincus, of the altar of Kelm, and his Kabbalah. It's very interesting. Besides specific Kabbalahs, I relate to this a lot because with the yeshiva I do this. I have very specific changes I make, and then I have things that are just points, general points, that I, I like points of emphasis, I call them. They're not specific, and I saw I was very encouraged. The altar of Kelm in his own life had very specific Kabbalahs, things he wanted to do this year. And then he had very general things. He had like general, I want to be a kinder guy, I want to be a better husband this year. I want to be a better father, a better boss, a better, a better neighbor, whatever he wanted to be. He, want, he, he had ideas what he wanted to be, general, very general. And I think Elul affords the time that we're, a year is going to be upon us. And again, it's not natural. We're working, moving. We're, we're, we're a lot in our life. We just moved into a new house. So we have a lot going on. But if we could somehow say it to ourselves in Elul that a year we're about to be gifted, a precious year, how do I want the year to look? That to me is very, very precious and meaningful and a meaningful activity. But to really do. Not to say I'm going to do, but to do it. And to think through things and ideas that I want my year to look like. That's something that resonates a lot by me. I want to share something that I shared this past Shabbos. I don't usually do this. I don't repeat. This is, we learn together Shabbos here and during the week. I want to say something I spoke Shabbos because it's hitting me a lot. I'll explain why. All around Kleisel, people are going back to school. I'm, I just met the Rebbeim, I came a little late here, I was meeting the Rebbeim in Yeshiva by us, and our own youngsters are going back to school. And vulnerable little guys and little girls are walking into class, and a teacher has very big impact, the Rebbe, Moros, powerful impact, powerful impact. And the little smusher is going to walk into class, the little girl, the little boy, very powerful impact. Now each one, it's funny, I, my, my kid came home after school, if you have to picture the first five years of his life, his mother says he's the best looking kid in the world, he's the fastest, he's the cutest, sweetest, nicest kid in the world. He came home from school and you discover that there are other kids, he says to my wife, every mother says that about her kid. He met another kid whose mother said also he's the sweetest, fastest kid, and another, and another, and another. And each mother really believes it, and each mother, of course, is right. And then comes all the kids. You have a shlishia machria by name, is the Rebbe and the teacher. So who is the fastest, cutest? My mother, your mother, all our mothers say it, and then the teacher decides who it's true on. There's tremendous vulnerability of our youth to, to somebody. Somebody has a lot of power on a kid's life. A lot. A lot. 
significant power on, on a kid. They're young. They're young, impressionable, open-minded. Somebody's going to talk to them and teach them about life and about themselves. Very, very powerful. And it's on my mind a lot. This is throughout Klal Yisrael. A lot of kids in very powerful state. There's a powerful man and woman sitting behind the desk who's very powerful to a kid. <laughs> I have a picture. I had a pre-1A Rebbe at Tzadik of Yid. He used to, if the whole class was there, he would jump over his chair. Now, he would only do it if anybody missed. He wouldn't jump over the chair. Do you know how tall that chair was? Do you know it was like eight feet tall? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I remember it. It's about eight, maybe ten feet. It was very tall. It's much taller. Chairs. It came up. He used to jump over. I'm talking about. I'm talking about from one. He was. He, can I know he was 80 years old? It's about 80. He used to jump over the chair. It's eight, nine feet tall. Now, if you laugh at me, you're wrong. I'm right because I was there. You weren't. It's about nine feet. Much taller than the chair. The guy jumped. The guy. <laughs> I never met a basketball player jump so high. He didn't make millions because he didn't want to play basketball. He wanted to teach me. <laughs> But he used to jump over. That was one of my perception. I still perceive it that way. When I close my eyes, I see that there was a tall chair. It had arms. He would go over. I don't, they don't even make such chairs. Nine, they make nine foot chairs. It's, even the brisk chair, wasn't it? Those chairs they used to keep show was not nearly as big. It was humongous. The man jumped over. Now, you may laugh, but this is true. They just don't make rebellion like that anywhere. Now, this is my perception, and the perception of a child is, is, is reality, is true. Because for that age, that was the truth. That was the truth. Because my Rebbe was a superman, and he jumped up only if, if you, and if you weren't there, you, you missed that spectacle. You caused the whole class to miss it, by the way. You wanted to be there. You didn't come. He wasn't jumping. First, you learned somebody's not here. He needed kayak to do such a feat. You need strength. What? Not that preliminary, I mean, the second grade day, oh boy. <laughs> we'll talk about that a different time. <laughs> but the, the guy's chair was, was wildly big and he jumped over, he flew, it was, it was wild. I could still visualize, he was flying, there was nothing normal about it. Through the excitement, the whole class was there, Hashem would give him soup. I could picture him, he's like super, he, he didn't have a cape on, but he would jump. He, I'm trying to remember if he took off his jacket or he left it on. Anything that would weigh him down, I don't know how it works when you're flying like that. It goes through the air, mamish, Superman, over the chair, the whole class was there. And I want to say that it's very powerful on a youngster's mind. The Rebbe is very powerful, and Amor is powerful. And I want to say as follows, in thinking about this, at this season when the youth of Klal Yisrael are coming back to school, I want to say the following thing. I want to say that we read in Parshas Re'eh last week about an Ebed Ivri. And we have a mitzvah da'raisa, ki toiv loy imach. It should be good for him with you. There's a mitzvah da'raisa. If you have good wine, your Ebed gets good wine. If you have a good mattress, your Ebed gets a good mattress. If you have a good pillow, he gets a good pillow. Ki toiv loy imach. It's good for him with you. Says the Gemara Kedush Nafchaf. You have good bread, you have quality food, you eat a steak, he eats a steak. You have a good burger with onions, he gets a burger with onions. You have yayin yashan, he gets it. Whatever you have, your ever gets. 
Says the Gemara, Mikan from here, If you buy an Evid, you got an Adon. Frektais is Adon, he's not an Adon. It's an equal! It's not your Adon, he's not an equal. What do you mean he's your Adon? What do you mean he's your boss? He's an equal. Says Taisis to Yushalmi, if you only have one mattress, what do you do now? If you take it, not him, you can't have it, not him. Nobody gets it, that's like. That's Stein behavior. Years ago, my, my son was playing with his friend and they got into a little tussle. They were fighting over a toy. So the kid, the kid, my wife's friend, the mama was there. She said, let's put it away. He said, oh, no, you don't do that. That was like her eight, so let's put it away. That's me this time. You never tell kids, if she punished them, you're fighting, neither of you gets it. I'm fine, you know, I like tough. But if, you're, if that's the eight, so that's me this time, Abby. It's horrible to teach a kid. So listen, you're not going to get it, but don't feel so bad, neither is he. What is your kid gain that he's not getting? So you tell each kid, you find it, don't worry, you can't have it, but he can't either. <laughs> you taught him need that time. He gets nothing that the other guy can't get it. He gets, give it to, you want to teach your kid, if you, I can't, at least let him get it. Okay, so punish is fine. It's a big difference. Yeah, it's important. If you're punishing, if that's your solution, that's a horrible the solution teach if that's your solution <laughs> you're teaching me this time you taught the kids can okay, listen Yingle let's put it away because we let's put it away this way we won't fight you're telling a kid is I know you won't get it but he, that's what you're telling the kid is that good Chinuch Gabriel <laughs> I think you're teaching me that time right Russ is that right Rebez is that good I don't. See, you want to? Yeah, I don't care. You're okay. You, then you told me Hilchas tricking kids. But yeah, very good, very good, good sushna, good sushna. He's worried somebody else gets me this time. If I can't have it, what does it hurt you? Somebody else me this time. So if you only have one good pillow yet, if you take it out your eved, so then kitoiv loyimach you broke. If nobody gets it, it's me that's time. Balkarchach, you gotta give it to me. So Balkarchach, that's kikaina adam latzmi. The shyness, why does the Torah want that? It boggles my mind. There's one pillow. I'll tell you a funny story. I'll tell you a funny story. I have said this to guys for years. I have said to guys, if you come to a hotel and there are two mattresses, one good one and one junky one, if you give it to your wife because you're a tzaddik, you're not my type of guy. I don't have patience for you. You're a big tzaddik, okay, go to tzaddik's club. You're not my type of guy. You know who's my type of guy? Of course my wife's sleeping on the better mattress. No wife of mine is sleeping on junk. She's in my charge. She's sleeping on a good mattress. I've said this for years. Have a little pride. You, you, you take care of a wife. Somebody bets, your wife bets her life on you. Your wife bets her life on you. She's going to get rewarded. A hundred new guys are coming to Yeshiva Monday night. I promise you I feel pressure. They bet on me and they bet a drip on me. It's not like a spouse. If it doesn't work, they'll go to another Yeshiva. 
they bet on me a little bit, but they still bet on me. They're trying here. I want to reward them. You bet on me. I have a pride. We're going to make it. We're going to do I'm going to try my hardest. That creates a pressure. Maish moved to the city. So we feel we want it. We stop liking. We want him to have it good. But that's normal that we have a pressure. He should be, should be happy. He should be tzifrit. And he bet on us. A wife is times 10,000. A wife is times millions. She's, nobody in your life bets on you like your wife. You have no pride. Somebody's totally on me. Is gonna, so I always tell the guys, I want you to give her the mattress because you have a pride. Now they used to call the chivalries. Like what happened to like a basic pride? Somebody bet on you. They're going to, no wife. You think like this. Yes, of course. That's what I want for the guy. It's funny, I've said this for years, and I never went to a hotel. Nerebi Kiva said, Kol I never went, I always waited for the hotel. They always have all the same mattresses. So Kalish, like, you, you're silly, you're stupid, Marshall. Did anybody here ever go to a hotel, a good one, a bad? So you talk and you talk. And it's the funniest things. We got a fourth log during COVID. Could ask my wife. It never happened. We walk into the room by Fort Log in COVID, and there's a gorgeous mattress and a piece of garbage. My mission was like, it made the dorms look like therapeutic, like a therapeutic mattress, whatever you call it. There was mamish like garnished, and a beautiful, I was like dancing. So my whole life, I used to even And at Fort Log, some guy at some rundown place in Pennsylvania. <laughs> That was a beautiful match, a junkie. I promise you, if you ever want to go on vacation in Mishpacha, I advise it. There was a fancy and a junkie one right there. I never saw that before. So my muscle, like, finally happened. <laughs> that funny? It's finally, finally it happened. Lemaisa, Lemaisa, the Adain gives the Evan a good mattress. And if he only has one, the Evan has it, and the Torah wants him to give it to the Evan. And the reason is, he's in your charge. He's in your charge. And I want to say to every guy here is that we have people whose lives are dependent on us. Stand up and take a Christ. You have a wife, she's, she's in your charge. You have children. You have a job, you have a, you have a work under you. In many different ways, we have people who are dependent on us. That charge of is on my mind a lot. We all have people that are in our care. That are in our care. I had a Misa this summer. I had a Misa this summer. A Bachar did something. Any camp in the country would have gotten thrown out. And every part of me was justified. I could have thrown him out. But I didn't want to kill his life. A person's life was in my hands. If I threw him at any camp in the country, Alpid Pashtas would have thrown him out. But I felt the life's in my hand. I'm not crushing it. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. I could rationalize. I would look right. Everybody would have said you were right. I wasn't crushing the life. I kept him. He's doing amazing. He's doing amazing. I didn't throw him out. Somebody is in your charge. Somebody's vulnerable to you. Be good to the person. Be good, be extra patient, extra. He's your Evan, he's in your hands. You have a say, you have a, you have, you have a say in his life. Somebody's in your hands, it's going to be okay. It's going to be treated with patience, with understanding, with love, with respect. 
this lights, it lights a fire by me as a, as a mission for the year. As something, oh, I want to think about. There are people in our church, all of us, we have a spouse. We have children, our children are in our hands. Now, I'm talking about better, not to say, Pat, we're good. Let's get a little better, a little more patience, a little more focus, a little more love, a little more time, a little more effort. Let's get better, more respect. <coughs> Let's get better, ki imach. Let's get better at that. The Torah demands, ki sek nevedivri, nevedivri, he's in your charge, ki imach. It's going to be good for him by you. He's in your charge, he's going to have it good. If he's anybody in my charge, is going to have it good. I think about this of all those little kids who have a Rebbe and a Mora and we beg and daven and pray and hope that they take seriously a life's in your hands. And I know it's difficult and I know it could be overwhelming. Dig deep and find patience, find understanding. Here's what I want to say to everybody. If this is our Kabbalah for Elul, maybe one of... To me, I'm thinking about this El Kitoiv I want, if there's anybody in my charge, Kitoiv, it's going to be good for him in my charge. And, and as good as I can do, as good as I can do, a little better, a little more. Kitoiv So I want to say to us all, if you agree to me and you agree to this change, to this chizik, to this, and we can always do better. Our wife bet on us, she's going to have it good. More patience, more love, more understanding, more respect, more, I'm going to be there with her more. If you all agree with me on this, does anybody want to want to argue on this? If you're with me and you agree, if you argue, so then check out the step two. Don't listen to this. But if you agree to step one, let's turn to Hashem and say, we're your charges. We're in your hands, Hashem. We know what it means that somebody's in somebody's hands. Be there for them. Be there for them. Focus. Give us. Hashem, we're in your hands. And we know what that means. We know what that means. We all have to come. We're in your hands. We, we need you, Hashem. We're not coming. We're not coming with nice. And that's not what we're coming with. In our beg for a beautiful year, we're going to live our year understanding what it means that we have charges in, your, in our hand. And we're going to ask you for a precious year how, how somebody che- treats somebody who, who's in their hands. That's what, that's what I'm thinking, this Elul. That's one point that I want to share, an Elul point. If we can make our years charged by Kitoiv imach, if that could be a charge for our year, that anybody whose life is dependent on us in any which way, starting with a spouse, including our children, to a co-worker, who's, to, to somebody who's less in our business who's less than us. To Sodom. We have all different people for different reasons that are in charge. If we're teaching, we have students that are in our, they're in our hands. It's going to be good for you in my hands. And as much as I have a power, and as much as I have a say, and as much as you're vulnerable to me, it's going to be good. I've said this, I can't find it for the life of me. I thought I saw it in Rabbi Rucham. I can't find it, Gavriel. I looked and re-looked, but I'm so sure I saw it there. If it's my own word, I take the blame. It's not. But it's, I saw that Evid Kanani, that we give a Mila to Evid Kanani, what do we make? We never do gear against anybody's will. And Yosef HaTzadik Chazal say gave a Mila to the whole Egypt. Why do you give a Mila to Mitzrayim? 
And I saw that David Knani and Yosef Tzadik were the same reason. They both were given a nation to be in charge. Yosef Tzadik, through a nevuah, learned that he's supposed to take care of Mitzrayim. If he cares for a people, it's going to be good for you for eternity. He gave a meal to the whole Mitzrayim. They're in his charge. They're in his charge. Mitzrayim, he was supposed to supply them. That was his nevuah. And he was chosen by Hashem. They're going to have it good in every which way. And Ebed Knani is in our charge. We're Megayrim. He's going to have it good. There's an attitude. It's a good attitude. It's a good attitude. My kid's going to be taken care of. In any way I can. It's going to be good. I watch Reb David with his daughter a lot. I'm very moved. I'm moved. I'm moved. It's good for... She's by, she, she has a tata. She's in good hands. It's a charge. It's a charge. I, want, I think it's an Elul call. To me, in shooting the arrow of the year, in beginning my year, it's something I want to think about. That people in Akar of Kar of Kaidim, the closer to me is the more the responsibility. I want to be up for that. That's, that's a type of guy you want. That's something to strive to be. To be that other that the Evid just is in good hands. Isn't that a cool guy? Isn't that a cool other? I find him amazingly cool that if he has one pillow, it's Evid. Yet I don't find him to be a loser. I find him to be the beautiful arrogance. No Evid of mine is sleeping on junk. He gives the Evid the only good pillow the Evid sleeps as a. I don't think the Torah created a backwards world. I don't think you gain as much the other if you have the pillow. But Hashem makes Shamad Nevelt. If there's one pillow, who's the Evid, who's the other? You're the biggest other if your Evid gets the good pillow. Hashem didn't make him a sugar Nevelt. If you're on a good pillow and he's on junk, what's far and other are you? <laughs> Look at you, your Evid's sleeping on junk. Your Evid's on good stuff, does haste an other. That's an other. That's, an, that's the other I want to. Avad if the two, they both should be on good. But if there's only one, you're an embarrassing other if you're on a good pillow and your evidence on junk. It's much less. I sleep, no, none of your business when I'm asleep, but no evidence of mine is going to be on junk. <laughs> that's the kind of other lots. That's the kind of otherness he gets. He gets the Evid. Yeah, yeah. Revezi saying it's very chesidish. I like it. I like it. I like it. We want Revezi said kind of other latzma is kind of what what other means. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Well, I, I called his word brilliant. When somebody says like you, you call it brilliant. We say that. We say that. We say For years, I'm trying to get Revezi chesidish. Remember this epic Thursday night. Parsha Shoftim Elul. Remember it happened. Nevesi said a chesed shavart. Let it be known. It's broadcast of Shloima. The Gansavel. Nevesi did this like put the put the camera on him. Parsha. The man just said a chesed shavart. I'm pretty. <laughs> He's hiding under his. Kikaina Adalatzma. He says is Yikaina Adalatzma. Yikaina Adalatzma. Yikaina the title of him. Ravi likes it. <laughs> solid. Rock solid. You like that, Gabriel? That insults you. <laughs> he said, kind of other lots, but you kind of what it means to be an other. Gorgeous chat. He kept, poor guy, came to a new community, was saying these, he said that this is kind of other lots, yeah, yeah. This, this idea, Rabbi Saif, anybody in our charge is going to have it good, is something to aspire to. Now, it's something to build ourselves to in an honest way. You have to take good care of yourself. I don't say that as a joke. 
How can you take good care of people? You have to take good care. I'm not saying that to be cute. You got to take good to live to that commitment. I could say commitments to the year, and how are you going to do that? How could you say anybody in your charge is going to have it good? You have to take good care of yourself. I'm not, I'm not joking. A person has to be a healthy mensch to say any. It's a big thing he's shooting for. That people in his charge are going to have it good. He's shooting for a lot. That anybody, so he has to take good care of himself. But there's what to think about that I want it to be. I have people whose lives are in my hand. They're going to have it good. What a guy. What a person. What a human being. You have steak. You ever get a steak. What a wonderful person. Delightful type of human being. It's interesting. There are two types of Ashirim. I've made this observation. I have seen people rich, but they don't leak money. Nobody around them is rich. I have seen people rich, and they make people rich. I don't know. Somebody who's better with economics, the people around them become rich also. It's a type of guy. They're rich, and they make people rich. It's a certain type of guy. He's rich, and he, that's Kitoiv Loimach. He's with me. I'm rich. He's going to be. I'm drinking. There's a teeth kite. They're rich people. The people around them become rich also. My riots, you've seen this? I've noticed this. Then I've noticed rich people. He's rich. Nobody around them becomes rich. A different type, different kind of rich guy. Kitoiv Loimach is that when you're rich, everybody around you is rich too. So we should be rich. All of us should have yayin yashon with the gishmak and mattress. All's good. But the, uh, the one next to us also has yayin yashon. He also has yayin yashon. In our yayin yashon, he gets yayin yashon too. In every area. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's with us. It, it goes to everybody. He's with you. In, your, in your richness, it's true in every area. In your richness, he gets rich too. It's what to aspire to. It's an Elul thought. This Nakud of Elul resonates by me a lot. That we have a chance to think about the type of people we want to be. Does anybody not find that guy remarkably cool? The rich guy who already works for him becomes rich also. Let's be that guy. Let's strive to be that person. Elul gives us a chance if we, if we want to use this chance. Elul gives a chance that we're about to be gifted a year. Let's think how we want the year to look. And let's start like moving towards things that we want it to look like. In Rabbi Yisrael's base, Madrash and Elul, they worked on Adam L'chaveri anyway. They worked hard on Adam L'chaveri, Rabbi Yisrael's base, Madrash. What an area that people in our charge should be, should be blessed solid area to work on it should be Hashem's will we should all be tremendous people to people in our charge and then we turn to Hashem and say we know what it means that when somebody's in your charge you're wonderful to them be wonderful to us have a great night